I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac. You can, you, can, you, can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives oh. at wfmu.org slash playlists slash WA. Hello, how are you? Hi. What's your name? Krista. Krista and Elizabeth. Krista and Elizabeth, uh, best friends, good friends. Best friends. How long? A year, a year and a half. No, it's two years. How'd you meet? How'd you meet? At work at um, Starbucks. Starbucks. You did? Do you still work there? No. no. Uh, why? Who quit first? I did. Did you follow then? I sure did. <laughs> because there was no fun without her there? No, it was fun. It was exciting, but it's just a bad company. What, what bond you? What bond you? Why do you like each other so much? She's the complete opposite of me, I guess. That's why. In what way? Like... She's really more outgoing than I am, definitely. You're more shy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm Have you brought her out of her shell a I'm little? I'm trying, I'm trying. I'm trying to bring the wild side. <laughs> Let me see how many people are crazy tonight. Steve-O knows all about Brooklyn. He's homeless and he lives in a squat. There are an estimated 7 billion squatters in the world. One in seven of us is a squatter. Aww. Not everybody that's out in the streets, you know, when you see a kid in the corner shaking a cup or flying a sign, it's, you know, he's not, they're not, not just always, lazy. Or, yeah, not just lazy or just strung out or just alcoholic, you know. I, I mean, these are tough times, so it's like, you know, you know, it's rough, it's hard. It could happen to anyone, couldn't it? Yeah. You know, a lot of people are, you know, more sensitive to that kind of thing than others. You know, people will suffer from depression. Does it make you bitter toward the country, or do you have no real qualm with America as it is? I do, actually. Like, I do. Any form of government I kind of have a qualm with right now, because nothing seems to work. I think, I think, I think, I think things would be a lot, you know, better if, like, we didn't have such a, you know, structured environment. But, you know, people want to be able to, you know, choose somebody to, like, make all decisions for them, you know? Well, man, I know you're working here trying to get some change together and stuff. Uh, I wish you all the best. Yeah, All right, thanks for your time. Of course. Jersey scares you, why? Well, now I'm sort of into moving there. Oh, you are? For uh, economic reasons, it's still cheaper over there? No, they just legalize marijuana. I heard that they might uh, legalize pot in Jersey. Do you think it's coming everywhere? I hope so. Come on over here now. Don't hide. Don't hide. Not in New York ever. It'll never be legal in New York? Nothing is ever legal in New York. That's important. And and you think it'd be a very uh, liberal place where anything goes? It's not liberal at all. Look, you know, I, uh, when I was a kid, I, I, uh, uh, I inhaled. Uh, frequently. That was uh, that was that was the point. 
When I was a boy, they said to me, You're a little house mouse, a little house mouse. Sitting inside all day, you're just withering away. You're a little house mouse, a little house mouse. Go outside and play. single day while other kids were playing in the sun they must have thought me awfully dumb me and my dewey decimal you're a little house mouse a little house mouse you're a little house mouse a little house mouse sitting in your dark house Good morning, everybody. It's time for Food Stuff with me, Wendy Del Farmaggio. Let's celebrate asparagus season. Oh, asparagus is lovely. And I asparagus, love asparagus. Asparagus is such an aphrodisiac. Asparagus, a perennial flowering plant, has long, tall stalks, which are picked when young. They are traditionally harvested beginning in the springtime. Although greenhouse cultivation and the global shipping system gives us asparagus year-round, for folks like me, who live in northern New England, and who endure a longer winter than you all in the middle Atlantic states, local asparagus is a welcome sign of warmer weather. Asparagus is one of the easiest vegetables to cook, and it's also easy to overcook, making it mushy and bitter. When you buy asparagus, avoid stalks that are flowering or with soft, darkened spots which indicate rot. Also, look at the bottoms. <laughs> the cut ends should look fresh and not dried out and woody. Reach for the sky. There's some controversy about how to remove the tough bottoms. Peel, cut, or snap. What I do is grasp each stalk one at a time between my thumb and pointer finger with both hands. Okay. One hand should be halfway up the stalk, the other about an inch up from the cut end. Okay. Bend it gently until it snaps. That's where it wants to break. Discard the cut ends. You can't do anything with them. Okay, I said. Then, either stir-fry or steam the asparagus just until they turn bright green. No longer, or you'll overcook them. Don't boil them. It makes them taste watery. My favorite way of cooking asparagus is to brush them sparingly with olive oil. Aww. Sprinkle on some salt and pepper, then broil or roast them at high heat for just about 10 minutes, flipping them once till the tips start to darken. This way brings out their sweetness. You can also cook them like this in a toaster oven which is nice for folks with tiny kitchens. If you have Parmigiano-Reggiano, grate a bit on the asparagus as they come out of the oven. A scant drizzle of vinegar or lemon juice is nice too. Or go classic and serve them with hollandaise or aioli. Hooray for asparagus! That's it for me. Back to you, Clay. Pete, are you there? Yes, I am. Is is this uh, Bentonite squab? <laughs> That's, this is actually... a uh... 
broke knee, Pete, in South River, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> How you doing, Pete? You having a good day so far? Fair. I'm trying to be positive. You got to be positive, man. Today is yeah. the start of the second half of the year, broke knee, Pete. We get another chance to get it right in 2019. Are you with me? Are we going to do it right? Say yes, Pete. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. And now you're going to get three questions right and win a Wake and Bake t-shirt. Are you ready to do this thing, baby? If I was any more ready, they'd put me back in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, you were born ready. Here we go. Now, this is the easy one, Broke Knee Pete. It's called the Gimme. And the question is, how were the Allman Brothers related to each other? What's the right answer? Um, I think their parents were married to each other, <laughs> and they they were brothers. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm going to give that to you. <laughs> and the ones that weren't... We're almost brothers. Let's do question number two. I'm going to give you a choice, man. Here we go. You want the 60s, 70s, or the 80s? Oh, my, oh, my. Oh, let's go with the 70s. The 70s? That sounds good. Which singing songwriter founder of the Flying Burrito Brothers died age 26, after which his body was stolen by a friend and burnt in Joshua Tree National Park? I bet you know this. I'll give you multiple choice so the glisters could play along. Was it Chris Hillman, Leo Sayer, or Graham Parsons? I'm going to go with... I believe the Texan, Graham Parsons. Graham Parsons. Boom, baby, boom. Oh, boy. That was a heck of a weird story. They stole his body and uh, burned it out at Joshua Tree. I think they got trouble for that, too. Anyway, let's do the last one, man. See if you can bring this thing on home. Are you ready? Yes, I'm very nervous, though, very nervous. Oh, don't be nervous, broke knee Pete. You're a star. Whether you win or lose, you're going to get a bumper sticker. Now, here we go. Who were the two original members of the German band Kraftwerk? Was it A, Ralph and Florian, B, Simon and Garfunkel, or C, Dieter and Christoph? My brain hurts now. <laughs> I'm going to go with Dieter Und Dieter und Christoph. Nein, nein, not Dieter und Christoph. It was Ralph and Florian. Ralph Hutter and Florian Schneider formed Kraftwerk in Dusseldorf in 1970. You know what I want you to say? Who cares, man? Who cares? Oh, who cares? I mean, seriously, who really cares? <laughs> hey, man, you got a bumper sticker. That's good enough, right? What do you say to the Glistener's Broke Knee, Pete, all the way from South River this morning? Oh, things will get better. It's a glorious day. We're getting into tomato weather here in New Jersey, and we can look forward to the, the beautiful, red, ripe, juicy, luscious tomatoes. There he goes, Broke Knee Pete in South River. Yeah, let's hear it for it. That's Tuesday Music Trivia. We'll play at 7.50 again next week. Movie Trivia coming up on Friday, Wavelengths Thursday. I'm Evan Funk Davies, and this is Pop Rocks. If it's a pop song that rocks, or a rock song that pops, 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 you'll hear about it on Pop Rocks. Today is a special occasion here on Pop Rocks. You are listening right now to the 50th Pop Rocks segment here on WFMU's Morning Show. 50. So, of course, I have to mark this momentous moment with one of my favorite songs of all time. 
by one of my favorite bands of all time, and a song that stands as one of the classic examples of the sound that is the foundation of this pop rock's feature. Because I'm old, I'm fortunate to have seen the DBs play many times back when I was going to school at NYU. The band was formed in New York City by longtime friends from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Chris Stamey, Gene Holder, and Will Rigby. Their first single was a song written by Richard Lloyd of Television called I Thought You Wanted to Know on the A-side and If and When on the flip. Correct. Holder and Rigby appeared on the B-side, and the single was credited to Chris Stamey and the DBs and released on Chris's own Car Records label in 1978. Soon after that single's release, Peter Holsapple, who'd played in bands with Chris and Will when they were growing up together, made his own move from the Tar Heel State, and what we know now is the classic lineup of the DBs was in place. The band played out often in the many clubs that were scattered across Manhattan in the late 70s and early 80s and started recording tracks with Alan Betrock, who had a label called Shake and had been editor of the essential New York Rocker magazine. The first two DBs albums came out in the UK on the Albion label, but didn't see a stateside release until 1989, when they were released on CD by IRS. Shake did release a single from the DB's debut, the great Peter Holtz Apple composition Black and White, and that's the song we're going to hear to celebrate this 50th edition of Pop Rocks. We're going to hear the album version, though, because it's about 20 seconds longer. From 1981, here are the DB's with Black and White. Disengaged dogma. Expatiate convictions. Unfettered marbles. Ooh, holy Toledo, Henry. That was some good stuff right there. The haiku master. <laughs> Come on, give it up for him a little bit, you guys. Yeah. George is hanging out, associate producer heaven here. Lemon front of seven, that's lucky, and we got new stinking order. News at 7.05, just to keep you alive. Driving to work? You're not driving to work. <laughs> You're laying on the Davenport, aren't you? <laughs> Eating a... That old Pop-Tart, one of those cinnamon ones. Station Manager Ken with your Hump Day Hazmat Report. Thank you, Clay Pigeon. Good morning, Mr. and Mrs. Hudson County from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. Let's go to press. Vernon, New Jersey. Well contamination at the foot of Traction Park. A gas station at Highland Lakes leaks into the groundwater, contaminating local wells. Somerset, PA. Police discover meth lab while conducting child welfare checks. Finding an outdoor meth lab on the porch of the home of the four-year-old they were checking on. Disgusting. Branston, Rhode Island. Fear powder found in a common area of the ACI prison complex sends two guards to the hospital to be scrubbed free of fear. 
Allegheny, New York, fire in the hole as multiple oil derricks blow near Chipmunk Road. Local fire crews responded to the fire and nipped it in the bud before the 150th gallon spilled. Good job, heroes. Atlanta, Georgia, tractor trailer spills 40,000 pounds of frozen broccoli onto Interstate 75, turning the I-285 exit ramp into a slippery, nutritious death trap. Winston-Salem, North Carolina. RJR Tobacco calls in hazmat team after explosion in Winston-Salem blows the lid off the cigarette lab. Rocky Hill, Connecticut. 8,000 gallons of gasoline burned for 12 hours as tractor trailer catches fire, melting light posts and guardrails and high voltage lines. Not a pretty picture. Ottawa, Canada. Baby food bubbling over with botulism is recalled in the Great White North. Avoid these flavors of Vivi and Tom baby food products, squash bites, fish cakes, and the chicken and parsnip puree. <laughs> oh, that stash. Uh, come on, Stace. I think that's about enough. Uh, uh, hazmat items, traction, uh, park well contaminations, Pennsylvania meth lab four-year-olds, prison fear powder, Allegheny uh, Derrick blows, cigarette lab explosions, gas fires, botulism uh, in baby food. I don't think the Glisters can take any more today. Uh, you want one more hazmat item, Glisters? Hey, they say yes, Stace. Nutbush, Tennessee, meth lab explodes. Blowing up home in the 1300 block of Maria Street. Neighbors said everybody knew it was a meth lab. Good riddance. <laughs> and so, with lotions of love, this is your Jersey City correspondent, Stace. Who knows that all the lights on Broadway are never as bright as the candle in the window when you come home. You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Good. It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Woo! After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? Oh. <laughs> the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm. And join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you? Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. They call me the Pigeon. Join me each morning for the full show, either on the radio or online at WFMU.org. And keep glistening.